Um, hey, do we want to try this thing of saying it all together that we tried last week that Jen wanted to do? <laughs> where we go one, two, three. Welcome, Welcome to Hi, Hi, My Name, name is Mom. Mom. Oh my gosh. It's yeah, like we've come so far oh in a week. Goodness. We are wives, entrepreneurs, entertainers, executives. And at the end of the day, we are all moms. All at the same time and never in the same order. <laughs> this is Hi, My Name is Mom. A podcast about motherhood. Here are your hosts, Jen, Corey, and Kayla. If you want to support our podcast, which we're hoping you do, do. right? Moms supporting moms. The best way you can help us out is to shop our affiliate links, which we have dropped right in the description of today's episode. And lastly, make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms at Hi, My Name is Mom Official. Uh, Also, let's mention that we're drinking Dal Vineyard's Mm. Discovery Rosé this week. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, goodness. What? about this episode. Do you need more wine before we get started on this? We might want to do a quick top you, you off. Want, okay, here, pass it down. So I'll set this up by saying mm-hmm. you've heard us sort of joke about, you know, um, <sighs> filling you in on the time that Kayla almost died. And that might sound like we're making light of a serious situation. And we are because we need to. Yeah, we, we have the to. the only way I think anybody's going to get through how it. How do we otherwise survive these situations that are really, really hard without providing right. a little levity. And so we've been kind of joking about it. We've been teasing it on the podcast, but the truth is that it was really scary for her. It was really scary for us as her friends. It was really scary for her husband. And so we're going to talk about that today. I know Kayla is nervous to talk about this, but yeah. I want to I actually just commend Kayla on how open she's been about a lot of the really heavy stuff she's been through. If you listened last season, uh, we did an episode, actually two mm-hmm. episodes yeah. about what she went through with her fifth loss after yeah. feeling like she was kind of like had closed that chapter after yeah. she had Loxley and then had another loss and kind of felt like old yeah. wounds were being opened. Do you want to start by telling us what happened the day you realized something was up? Yeah. So, oh my gosh, I think this is the maddest I've ever been. Um, thus far with my journey, um, just because I'm so over it. Like, I feel like I have this disease that won't go away and I can't beat. And, and I don't want to make light of anybody who has an illness, but for me, that's what it feels like. I feel like I keep having these. Well, in a way it is. I mean, the body's been rebelling against what you're trying to have it do. And so, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm so mad about the situation. It's been really hard to be open with. And I know um, because I've shared my story in the past, I did share a little bit on Instagram. Um, uh, well, let me say this. After. So Kayla had had another loss, but she was kind of picking herself back up and ready to go into trying to be IBF, pregnant again. Yeah. So yeah, so thank you. Um, you guys will probably have to redirect me a lot just so I'm not all over the place. Um, yeah, we were... Um, going to try to do IVF this fall. Um, having fun this summer and just um, enjoying life. I was um, doing this like workout program that I was really excited about. Um, just trying to get to my best self and um, taking pregnancy tests like every week because I was making sure I was monitoring my hormones and 
and like all my levels and ovulation tests and, and all of that stuff. So I will go into this saying that I had absolutely freaking no idea that I was pregnant. Yeah. Um, Cause you have to plan ahead. She can't just get pregnant. She well, has to take a, do a whole series of things. She has yeah. to do blood thinners and yeah. And, and like we were prepared, we're ready. Like we were like in conversations and appointments with our doctors. And so um, I, we went to Hawaii in June and I took a test um, the morning of our flight and it was negative. And then I took a test two days later in Hawaii and it was still negative. And then I started my period. And so I was like, oh, hunky dory. I'm on my period in Hawaii. That's awesome. But, <laughs> 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 but like, you know, I was uh, no white bathing suits. No way of tequila, no white bathing suits. <laughs> right. And so, but, but it wasn't anything like I, we, yeah. So I was on my period in Hawaii, came back, um, went to a friend's wedding, like had a lot of fun. Um, and then two days later, so this was like a week and a half after we got back from Hawaii, a week and a half after um, I was on my period. And I thought, um, I thought I was ovulating because that's, you know, your typical time frame or whatnot. And I was having some really intense pains on um, a Monday and it felt like gas pains. And I was like, maybe I'm overreacting, maybe I'm not. And so I I contacted um, my doctor and I just kind of told him what was up. And I'm like, you know, I think I'm overreacting. I'm supposed to be ovulating or whatever, but I had a little bit of spotting and I was like, oh, this is weird. And um, that night I was in debilitating pain Monday night where I was like on the ground feeling like I was having contractions. And I told Jonathan, Jonathan had to put Loxley to bed, which he normally does, but I was just completely out of the picture that night. Um, I like every 10 minutes I was full on having a contraction and it was super painful. And then I had this pain shoot up my back and I was like, Oh crap. Um, this is ectopic. And I was like, there's no way I'm pregnant though, because I'm just had my period and a week let's ago. Know, you Kayla had, an, had ectopic. an ectopic pregnancy. Yes. Her very first miscarriage was an ectopic pregnancy. Yes. So she knows what that feels like. Yeah. And so, but I was like, there's no way I'm pregnant. And then I thought, well, with my body, anything's possible. And so I, called my doctor's office the next day and they said, just humor us and take a pregnancy test. So I took a pregnancy test. I took four pregnancy tests and they were all positive. And so because it was positive, I just headed to the ER. Um, and I didn't go, I didn't go to Vanderbilt, which is where my doctors went to. I tried to be convenient because I just thought if I just go to the ER and say, Hey, these are my symptoms. This is my history. I gave them like my full panel of what I've gone through. And I said, I have back pains. It feels like gas pains, but it's not gas pains. I'm pretty sure I'm having an ectopic pregnancy. Like my plan was like, all right, yo, let's get this on the ball. Let's take some methotrexate, which is what they give you for ectopic yeah. pregnancies. That way it doesn't get into an emergency situation. Yep. And I was prepared for that. And they did my blood work. My HCG was low, which go figure. I thought I was having an ectopic pregnancy. And they said, oh, honey, it's okay to be nervous when you're this early pregnant. Um, you just need to go go rest or whatever. It could just be implantation bleeding. And they made me, and I know I texted you guys because I was oh, yeah. so mad. I was like, they make me, they're discounting my history mm. and like how much I just, just felt very dismissive. Yeah. And so they sent me home after like 45 minutes of like test, but like, and you guys saw my belly. It was like so it was distended. Mm -hmm. It was so distended. And especially if I was only like four or five weeks, as they said, with like my CG count, I was like, there's just no way like this doesn't make sense. And so I was in a lot of pain. But then at the same time, I was like, you know what? Like, I, maybe I'll try to be positive. Maybe stranger yeah. things have happened. Stranger things have happened. And so the next day. Like having Loxley when you're very yeah, I was just. Asking, yeah. You know? And so like I was like, you know, maybe I'm just being a big old wuss and 
I'm just pregnant with like some cramping. So the next day, naturally, we went to the Jack Daniels distillery and walked around. <laughs> naturally. Uh, like Jonathan, like, like they do. yeah, Jonathan, like stayed off work and like, it, I, I will say when, when I say we went there, we drove around. We did not do a lot of walking, but we, I just wanted to get out of the house and get yeah. my mind off things. And so it's yeah. one of our favorite pastimes to do. Um, but the pain kept increasing. It kept increasing. We had friends come in town the next day. I was still in a lot of pain, almost to the point where I couldn't walk. And then um, I went to an appointment on Thursday at my regular, or it wasn't my regular doctor because they could not get me in, but at a local office at the end. And in the meantime, yeah. we were having these conversations of like, you know, maybe be positive. Exactly. Yeah. But like, there was something in me that never Your accepted. Gut. You knew I, it. Your and mom like, got And you know, like, and you know me from a lot of my pregnancies, I've always, there was a little part of me that would always be like, oh, oh sure. Yeah. Even my miscarriage in February, like I was like, oh. Maybe, maybe like yeah. I, I was really excited about it. But this one, I was just like, you know, it's it, I like I knew I you didn't get invested I, in. This no, because one. Right. I didn't find out I you was pregnant. Know. I didn't find out I was pregnant because I thought I was pregnant. I right. found out I was pregnant because I was having symptoms because I thought I was having an ectopic pregnancy. Which if anyone doesn't know what an ectopic pregnancy is, it's when the baby implants in a place other than your uterus. Correct. Uh, and, many times in, in the fallopian tube. tube. And it's very dangerous. It's very painful and it's, and and it's painful. extremely dangerous. It's an emergency situation, which is why I still can't believe they sent you home. So they sent me home. And so Thursday I went in and I said, can I get an ultrasound? And they redrew my blood work and they said, um, our ultrasounds are completely backed up, but we can get you in first thing tomorrow morning. And I said, I'm in a little bit of pain. I think it's ectopic. And, they're, and they, again, said, oh, you know, your HCG is really low. Um, when it comes back again, we'll see if it's dropped or whatever. And so that night at like 1 a.m., I... Could I got out of bed, I tried to pee and I could not pee. Like my bladder just like, there was so much pressure in my abdomen. And so, and we had guests with us. We were supposed to be on a boat all day on Friday. And I so, remember you didn't mm -hmm. go on the boat, but your friends did. Yeah, so, so on Monday I had my first episode and now this is all the way to Friday. Yeah. I go in when they could finally get me in for an ultrasound and they were in there and they said, oh my gosh, you have so much internal bleeding in your abdomen. That's what was um, making you so, mm -hmm. yeah, and they, stick out. Yeah, and they said, we need to rush you into surgery. And I was just like- are it. you freaking kidding yep. me? Like I, I was we can so, beep you if you want to say no, it. I will not say the F word. <laughs> I was so mad because I knew it and and I hate being right about this kind of stuff, but I was just like You knew I, it from the moment I you was yes. more mad that I started to doubt myself and yeah. I started to doubt my body. They were and sort like, of condescending to you. Yeah. And so so I drove to the doctors because in my mind, the whole time I'm doubting myself, I'm like, I'm overreacting. I'm not in that much pain. I'm fine. I'm fine. And it's so frustrating because like one women, we are like, you can beep this. We are badasses in the sense. I don't of, think we have to beep that. Okay. Okay. You can say um, ass. In the sense that like our bodies can handle so yeah. much, like so much. Yep. And I try to tweeze my husband's eyebrow. <laughs> right? <laughs> Forget and, about it. And so at this point, I was really scared. And I said, I need to see my daughter. I need to see my husband. I'm not going in the ambulance. And so they let Jonathan rush there, get me. We sent our friends on the boat for the day because there was nothing else they could do. Um, and Jonathan took me to the hospital. I cried the whole way. I was scared to death. Um, with the amount of pain I was in and my stomach just kept expanding. Well, the, it, the, um, 
the tube had the tube had ruptured. ruptured at this point. So that's what you want to avoid with an ectopic pregnancy. It's what you Which try is to avoid where you because, take the methotrexate, right? The and, and and so for the record, an ectopic pregnancy is never viable, right? Never viable and. The, yeah, there's no way. I've mm-hmm. asked all the questions. Like, yeah. I'm like, you have you can't all move this it. science in the world yeah. and you can't just freaking move an embryo? I know, you Are you think, kidding me? Right? I know. You dumbasses. But that's where biology, <laughs> our human biology is just, and it is kind of like <sighs> the the magic piece of things is that yeah. our body knows what to do and can do it in a way that science can't always do it. Yeah. But uh, a, an ectopic pregnancy where your tube bursts, that's what you try to avoid because that's when it can become that's fatal what, for the mom. Yeah, yeah. so the internal um, bleeding. my heart rate was dropping. Um, I was bleeding in my abdomen and uh, this is what makes me so mad. I got there. They had no one to do valet. So Jonathan drops me off in a wheelchair with Loxley, goes to park the car. And a nurse comes up to me and says, ma'am, due to COVID-19 restrictions, we can't let your daughter in here with you. We'll take her to the nursery and we'll roll you up. And I was like, there's no freaking way anybody is taking my baby out of my arms right now. I'm waiting for my husband. And they're like, do you want to sit in the chapel and wait? I'm like, yes. And so I sat in the chapel, cried my eyes out nursed my baby. And, and I don't want to say that against them because they're doing what policies they have to do. Like, so I'm not, it's okay. to. It's still okay. Still to okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they hurry up, rush me up. It's all like super rushed. And then I get up there and they're like, have you had the vaccine? And I'm like, no. And they're like, okay, then we have to wait for a COVID test to come back. And so I had to wait an hour and a half with internal bleeding for a COVID test to come back. And that's I'm ridiculous. sorry. I was I was so yeah, unbelievably that, well, that straight to her mouth. There we go. I was so unbelievably mad about that that I couldn't get painkillers. I couldn't get anything until that happened. And then um, you know, I had to sign a thing that says, like, are you okay if we do a hysterectomy to save your life? I'm like, yes, do whatever you can. At that point, you're only thinking about the child that you do have. Of course. Um and so with all that being said, I lost my tube. Um, they were able to save my uterus and, and your ovary mm-hmm. on the side, which I actually didn't know was a thing that you yeah, could save the I didn't ovary either. on the side right. where the fallopian yes, tube has Yes, they were able burst. to save my ovary. Um, they took my tube. Um, there was a lot of internal bleeding. I sent you guys the pictures of that. with, And then I had to get a blood transfusion. Um, it was really scary. Um, I, I remember it, it really stuck with me that that John said the surgeon called him three times during the surgery. And that really hit home with John, like how serious he was. I I think in our entire journey, um, this was the most terrified we've ever been. Yeah. And uh, try not to cry saying this. Like I, I truly did not know if I was going to wake up. Yeah. And it was like so hard. I remember kissing Loxley in the chapel um, before they took me up and I'm just like, am I going to see her again? Like, does she, does she know how much like she's loved and how, like, I hate this part of the story, but it was like so real and so scary for me just thinking like, you were so loved. Like I'm, I'm a, totally going to mess up as a mom, but like you have a mom that loves you so much and that you deserve to have me in your life. And it's just not fair if like, she loses that. And that was just like my biggest fear is that like, there's not going to be any other woman that's ever going to love you like I do. And like, you don't deserve that. And so that was like going up into the room. I was just like, God, please, please let me see her again. Like, well, and at this point, all of this feels very unfair. I mean, yeah, considering like, everything. You never should have been in that situation yeah. to yeah, begin sorry, with. Yeah, I cry about it. But then it's like, that was like the most frustrating part of it. And like the surgeon looked at me and he's like, why? He's like, 
He's like, this was preventable. And this is what makes me so mad. He's like, this is preventable. He's like, I don't know why the ER sent you home. Like, yeah. and they could have, if your tube hadn't ruptured, ruptured. Yeah, I could have taken the methotrexate and bled and had a yeah. little bit of cramping and like yeah. moved on with yep. my life, which is not fun. I'm not saying that's easy because I've done that before. But preferable to right. what you want And to I'm not, yeah, I'm not like making that sound like it's no big deal because it is a big deal. But it's just like, are you kidding me? Well, that's on top. You, you went through yeah. this on top of losing a baby. Yeah. So this was my seventh pregnancy, sixth loss. And I was just like, for the first time, I feel done. Like, yeah. and I, and you guys have heard me cry about it, talk about it, like be hopeful about it, stay positive about it. But like, this is like, and it's been almost three months. Like it's been two and a half months um, since surgery. And I'm just like, I don't think... I don't think my body can do it anymore. Like, I think I, I want to be a good mom to Loxley. And I just like, I want to have another baby and I'm not going to let that hope go. But I just don't think my body is the right, is the right vessel for it. I you just, definitely have a, a very different piece now than I think I've witnessed personally after any other losses. Like this one just feels like. Yeah, and maybe it's because you have you have Loxley. Like it's like you're kind of looking at it like I feel like it's because I almost kind of died. Lost. Well, that's what like, I mean. It's I like, like you, you you could have lost your life. She could have lost her mother, and it like it does. It yeah. puts it puts everything in so much greater perspective. I think a little bit. You and, know what I I find interesting about this one is it's the first one where I didn't feel like you were kind of blaming yourself. Yeah, I'm where not. Like you, in the past, <laughs> I felt I felt your pain of like. Why isn't my body doing what yeah. it's supposed to do? And even though you knew intellectually that it wasn't your fault, I think you really held on to that guilt. And I think it's yeah. crazy when we started talking about this because you sent us a picture when you woke up and I was hugely <laughs> relieved. Yes, yes, uh, yes. But that's that's who you are. Yeah, That's With who you are. Up, you're going to thumbs up, smile. I'll and share gonna, that picture again. <laughs> I mean, but it was such a huge relief to me. And when I spoke to you, there was just this resolve. Did I speak to you after yes. surgery? Oh, yes. <laughs> we spoke for a while. And then the next day you're like, did we talk yesterday? I'm like, only for 47 minutes. But, yes. <laughs> but what I heard in your voice, even in your slightly drugged up state, was this resolve of like, you yeah. didn't feel responsible for this one. You didn't feel. Uh, you Maybe didn't, the ER gave that to me. They gave me someone yeah, to blame. There you go. Like, even yeah. if it's like a vessel that's an unhealthy, like, the <laughs> way other thing, to the, go about it. The other thing is that we started talking about the losses that you've had, <sighs> and your very first pregnancy was ectopic. And then you know, because of timing, because you ovulate every like every, every other, other side yeah. so that four of your six losses were in that tube and yeah. The, yeah. the thing that can cause i was like looking into this mm -hmm. when you were going through it is like some kind of a something you were born with where that tube is weird going through any kind of fertility yeah. treatments or medications like ha there's this list of things that can sort of cause that and i do kind of wonder if either that tube was always wonky or that first pregnancy Maybe. like left some scar tissue and so yeah. it's like I feel like good riddance to that tube that yes. was giving you hell. <laughs> Cheers right? to that. We Cheers got a good tube. So John left work and he was home with me for two months. Um, Which was amazing to have. It, it was amazing. And the bonding that we have, like I will say any other time in our life, if we were stuck together for two months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he took uh, care of you. He took he care of you. He was like, he, he was a one man show. Just took and on it a different was, role. It was so, it was frustrating for me, but it made me like just fall in love with him like all over again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, because we've, 
we've just like really gone through it with this kind of stuff. And I feel like the way he loved me in the sense of like, I could see the fear in his eyes of losing me. That is something like, I don't know, you see that and then like other little things, you just like, okay, like he really loves me. I can get mm -hmm. over it if he doesn't wash his hands when he gets me out. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> well, and he, I think, you know, you can see me superhuman in a lot of ways, Kayla, because you are just a ball of energy. There's nothing you can't do. There's nothing you don't pick yourself back up from. Just as someone who's known you and been very close <sighs> to you for what, like six years now, right? Yeah. And that's just me as your friend. So I can only imagine everything you do at home, it can make you seem superhuman, invincible, immortal, all those things. And he yeah. really, um, I I think thinking that you might lose someone makes you appreciate them in a way like you never have. And it's all, it's been, your life has been so focused these past, this past decade really yeah. on, on having babies. And it's yeah. been, you know, you, you guys have really had your ups and downs through that. And this has really brought you together in a way that yeah. I don't think the previous ones had because it's very hard. It's, it's very stressful yeah. in a relationship to go through loss. I, it's so, it's so funny you say that because I feel like, you know, we were, and, and we've talked about this in past episodes, we were at some really un unhealthy spaces before with our previous pregnancies. And then we got to a really healthy space and we worked through stuff and we had Loxley and we've been in this like little bubble. And then we had another loss and then this, and now it's just like, I just feel like we're at this next level where, you know, we just appreciate everything that God has given us. We, once you kind of have that silver lining of a it, whether you experience it like with a close family member or you experience it personally, like all the other just noise in your life kind of cancels out and yeah. you're just like, it does not freaking matter at all. And I think that's the space we're at. And it's like, that's where I'm at with my with my pregnancy journey and, and just wanting a, a family and wanting a bigger family. It's like, it doesn't matter if it's my body or not. Right. Mm -hmm. Because like my body is telling me no and it's time for me to listen. And that's, re that's really hard for me to accept. But at the same time, holding my baby in that chapel, like begging <laughs> to see her one more time, yeah. like that in comparison with my body saying no, it's like, okay, I can, I can take a no. Mm -hmm. I don't like hearing no, but I can take it. And, you know, we'll figure, we'll move and we'll conquer and we'll figure out a new way to, to get this child some siblings. <laughs> so where does that leave you now? How, because I know you had thought about adoption, surrogacy in the past before having, guys, someone, 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 someone is like jumping on a pogo stick in the <laughs> Russell Hotel <laughs> They're trying something. to like <laughs> <laughs> um, Where does that leave you with your with moving forward like you said you know you'll find other ways and we've talked about this so many yeah. times where it's like the baby's I'm going to be very specific yeah. yeah so um because I I I think that there's so many like PC ways to say things and that people get caught up in that but like I'm at a point right now where I'm not going to try to try to be PC I'm just going to be very specific for like what would be perfect for our family if it works out this way it doesn't but like we desperately um need a surrogate and I need to rent someone's uterus <laughs> or like, I'm not kidding you. I will pay you a healthy not much. I'm not that rich, <laughs> but, um, but, or John is very specific in the sense that if we adopt, he only wants to adopt twins. Oh, that's, that's cute, really sweet. Though. Yeah. And then you just like, like, then we go from one to three and we're good. Yeah. He's like, he's Aww. like, if we adopt, um, but I, it's so hard. I feel like those are really our only options at this point. Um, and, 
you know, if God decides to bless my body with um, carrying another baby, that's something I'm not worried about. If it happens, we'll be happy about it, but it's not anything we're planning. It would have right to be now. spontaneous. Right. It would definitely yeah. be spontaneous. Um, and we're kind of preventing that at this point yeah. just because I I You're know I recovered. can get pregnant. Right. right. Like I can get Getting pregnant. Getting pregnant isn't the problem. No, I've been pregnant twice this year that I know of. Yeah. Right. I mean, do you know? Okay, here's the thing with, with our bodies, because I just had a friend that went through this um actually this week, is like, do you know how many people are pregnant all the time and it's a chemical pregnancy mm-hmm. and yeah. they wash it up as they're just like late on their periods and they have no freaking idea? Yeah. Well, the weird like, thing is that technology has made it so that you know yeah. so and it early almost that sucks. you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't take, te- if I didn't have uh, my medical like reasoning to like with my blood clotting, yeah. I wouldn't take a test so early. And right. I would just like, yeah. because you can have a little bit more peace if you just think your period is late. Right. Yep. But like, and that, I know that kind of sounds morbid, like saying out loud, but I know no, there but are you so don't many fall women that in connect. Love with that idea right, right away yep. and the due date and the all of it the it's like and yeah. I don't think even like this last this ectopic pregnancy I didn't like I'm gonna sound awful saying this but like and and you guys know this mm-hmm. about how I went but I didn't like love that baby like when you I found know. out I was pregnant and not that I don't love that spirit that I carried sure. because that's completely different, but there was never. You were not in love with the expectation and, there, the, and, and yeah, all the things that go That's a great way. There it. was never a moment when I, when I peed on a stick and I peed on four more, there was never a moment that was like, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. It was like, crap, I'm having an ectopic pregnancy. Right. That was like, and yeah. it was like, crap, my body's killing another baby. Like it was oh, just Kayla. like that. Like I was like, oops, I literally like made a joke to Jonathan because you guys know that like my humor can be super morbid sometimes. I was like, oops, I did it again. And he's like, Kayla, stop. And I'm like, no, that's how I feel right now. Like, and, and I have to use humor just to like cope with it sometimes. And I know it makes people feel uncomfortable sometimes. Like when I randomly ask a photographer, her uterus is for rent. um. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how much have you have you looked into surrogacy at, po- at this point? Because I know that even when I first met you, you were considering it. We, yeah. Well, I think it's always an option. It's just, it's just so hard because if you go through an agency, like we looked into it and looked into the numbers, you're looking at crazy. Like, you're looking at like 80,000 to a hundred. Yeah. It's very expensive. And to me, I'm like, is that super selfish of me to take that much of our finances away from, how we raise Loxley. Like, I, I don't know, just trying to, you know, when the, there's other options, when there's other options. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like, honestly, I don't know if surrogacy would work unless it was someone that had it on their heart to do it. Yeah. And like, it was just a situation that was totally God led. Like I, I, I think that's the only avenue for surrogacy that would work for me also yeah. because I, I would be probably the most annoying intended parent. Did <laughs> you eat processed food today? I know. I would be like, let me Have meal you prep said for the you. F word in the last hour. <laughs> Jen is not my surrogate. <laughs> no, I could never be. I feel I would. Here, <laughs> you She'd be like, you have. Times. It has been sadly, but she. Would I like, asked Have both you, of you. Can you stop saying the F word? And I'm like, oh, not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, and my no. doctor was basically literally when I had three C's. And when I was still on the table, my doctor comes over to me and this is when they're like making sure that, and I love my doctor. He's hilarious and awesome. And, and this is when they're still like trying to make sure my daughter has like enough oxygen. And he's like, okay, so, um, probably no more C-sections. Um, I, your uterus is thin 
And it, it would probably just be best if this is like the last. No more babies. <laughs> oh my gosh. And they're saying this to me on the table. You're I'm like, still cut open. Cut I'm like, great. Open. Okay, great. You're like, got it. They said that to me too with Mason. I had a window in my uterus. They're like, yikes. And so with Evie. You had one more. Yeah, I had one more. And I even told a, a new OB group um, in Virginia, I was like, hey, I had a window in my uterus with my last baby, so you gotta be careful. Which is like this so weird. Right? It's oh basically like, sure. if for people who don't know what that is, it's basically like if you blow a bubble of bubble gum and one side is a little thin and you know it's gonna pop. That's the side that's gonna pop. It's like, that's what your uterus sometimes is like if it has like a weak and area. And uterine eruption is like very no serious. Serious. It's very serious. Yeah, so they took Evie early because of that. But yeah, I would uh, pregnancy. I freaking love being pregnant. So if and I you're wasn't a hot on pregnant hot person, she is <laughs> you carry well. If I wasn't on heart medication and have had you know four previous C sections, I actually probably would be a candidate. Well, I love what you said because you said it would be you know uh, I I have read a little bit about surrogacy and mm -hmm. actually Gabrielle Union, who I have like the biggest girl crush oh, yeah. on. Oh, her, like so bring amazing. it on. She's LA so amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh! And she shared her very raw and real uh, journey through surrogacy and because she it, had fertility. Yeah, it reminded me so much of what you've been through, where she just couldn't even count the number of losses. And yeah. at one point, she talked about wanting to go on this medication. I want to say that hers was more because of endometriosis or something okay. like mm -hmm. that. But there was a drug. I think it's called. Lupron. I don't know if I'm saying yeah, it right. Yeah, sounds right. So, so that was like basically the last ditch effort to for mm -hmm. her to have a baby. And they told her it could throw you into early menopause and cause your bones to be very brittle. And she was like gung-ho. And her husband's like, no. stop. Yeah. Like it is not worth it. And her story is so compelling and it's so real because in the it, it, what you said reminded me of this reading her story because – one of her concerns was people going, well, oh, you're a celebrity. You're just like taking the easy way out. And there's this misconception about people mm -hmm. um, having surrogates of it being like this rich person thing, right? Like, yeah. And it's so not that for so many women. That's just a weird stereotype or something yeah. where it's like most of these women who are seeking surrogates have long. been through so I, much. I yeah. honestly don't know because I've like looked into the world so much of surrogacy and I'm not saying that it doesn't exist that there aren't celebrities out there that just don't want to carry right, it. But sure. like anybody who wants to be a mom yeah, yeah like have the opportunity. Money, no money, like yeah. fame, no fame, like you want like you want to be a mom, like you want to feel that baby growing in you. Like being pregnant with Loxley is like one of the coolest things I've ever done. Even though even you know, even though it's it, so hard. It, right. But like, yeah, but I don't remember that part. Like, yeah. right. like I don't know. The, you look at it through rose colored glasses. Of like, yeah, yeah, I just like, I remember laying in bed and feeling her kick and yeah. like. That's I, the, 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 the magical parts of the it. The magical parts of it. Yeah, yeah, I remember like, honestly, you guys being over and hearing her heartbeat mm -hmm. on like that little yeah. Doppler. Yeah, at like, yeah, like 13 weeks. Like those are the like, those are the sweet parts, you know? Mm -hmm. And the, the cool thing is, for every for every controversial thing you could read about surrogacy, you read so many stories of these yeah. women who are able to be a surrogate that they're they they're able to give this amazing gift to someone. Have you heard those stories of like the grandmother that was the surrogate for <gasps> yeah. their own grandchild? Yes. Oh my. I mean, gosh. my mom's off commission. I was just going to ask. I'm not. A, <laughs> I'm, just I'm not against. If you're a grandma and you want to carry my baby, I'm all for it. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Where the grandma was like in her fifties, and mm -hmm. the and, and it's just well, she still had a good uterus. She just yeah. didn't have any eggs. But okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's where we are with surrogacy. And then um, uh, I guess I can say this. We are in the process of getting home study approved. Mm -hmm. So um, oh, why does that make me want to cry? Like just, yeah. I just feel like 
Well, you our know what's crazy is that are so open. Isn't it weird that <laughs> anyone can have a baby? But like the steps you have to go through. Oh my god! To actually yeah. adopt that yeah. baby. Yeah, I was talking to Jonathan. And I was like, oh my gosh! Like, what if they don't approve us? <laughs> like, but like, of course they will because you'll make them a home cooked meal while you're there. Exactly. And you'll probably like sew their pants uh-huh. back together. You want some weed brownies? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> as long as you don't offer them drugs that are I don't not have legal. weed brownies. I've never made. <laughs> I just was. I was just gonna say I have, of all the things I've ever heard you say. <laughs> In my entire life, that is not one of them. That's funny. <laughs> you don't eat. You don't actually ingest marijuana in any way that I'm aware of. I don't. <laughs> no, not at like, all. I like. I you're like. No. If that's what it would take, I will find. Is there I'll like? Where do I you. buy weed? No, I, I thought about that because the movie Life as We Know It. When they uh-huh, had I love to, that movie. when they, I love that movie. Yep. When they had to adopt. Uh, the parents died and they had to adopt mm-hmm. the baby and they got home study approved yep. and there's like these weed brownies. That's what yeah. came to my mind. <laughs> they baked the weed brownies. Yeah, that's like, I'll take one of those. That's what came to my mind and she like smacks it out of her hand. <laughs> Who knows? John uh, and I might cut loose this next year. You know, you <laughs> never knows? know. We're going to be like, don't I, give those gummies to the children. Who knows? When Loxley stops breastfeeding, I might cut loose. <laughs> you know? And you know what? I fully support whatever you decide. <laughs> I've never done the drugs so or done, done the drugs. Clearly. <laughs> I've lived in sto- so many states. I don't know what's legal where anymore. Okay, that was the most awkward way to. I mean, the, the weird thing is, like, friends are at sixty-five. I'm just. I was talking that. about how, like, when you go, we had friends in town this weekend, and they were laughing about how you can go to brunch and they won't serve you a drink until oh yeah ten a.m. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, which are like, why does it change from nine fifty-nine to ten a.m.? Uh, You're still true. in church at nine fifty-nine. That's right. I went into Publix to buy a bottle of rosé. Actually, and they wouldn't sell it to me, and I'm like, "What is wrong?" Yeah, they're like, "It's it's it not ten o'clock or eleven o'clock or whatever time Isn't it had that, to be." It's like, well, oh. it used to be that you had to in Tennessee, you had to buy hard liquor in a different store. Yeah, different. You had I to walk that. out of one side of a yes. store and into the other. You still have to, don't you? No, mm-hmm. you can't. You can't buy hard liquor in grocery stores. No, no, not in grocery stores. But do you remember Frugal McDougal used to have those two sides, and if you no. bought wine in one side, you couldn't carry it into the other side. Was and buy it because beer. of like specific hours? Like no, different it's sides laws. were open. It's the laws. But now you can't. I was like, that's ridiculous. You, you can't buy a bottle of wine and walk that's into the right. beer shop and buy some beer. It's so silly. But anyway. Anyways. Um, anyway. We support to healing. you. What, whatever you decide, obviously, we support you 100%. And really, I think at this point, um, I really. You how uterus. old is Ava? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Talk about that's inappropriate. Jen's. My 12-year-old. 12-year-old. <laughs> All right. She hasn't started. Ava. Wait, maybe she has. No, I'm just kidding. She hasn't. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's terrible. But honestly, it honestly gives me. I'm still finding humor. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it gives me some relief as your friend to feel like you're safe. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. I love you. Your baby girl is like. But aren't just, you done watching me lose? Like, yes, uh-huh. that's what I mean. Is like I don't want to watch you go through that anymore, and I certainly yeah. don't want to lose you over it. I mean, yeah, for sure, it's not. I'm gonna get emotional, but like it, watching you go through those losses is just—it's. I don't know what to say to you anymore because, like yeah. you said, you've 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 had there's seven n- pregnancies, and there's nothing you, to say. It's yeah. over. Like we're over it. Like it's done. Yeah. No, and, let's move on and let's figure out. Like, and everybody else keeps getting pregnant. <laughs> yeah, people people keep getting surprise pregnant. All <laughs> can I ask you like a question that I can't believe I don't really know the answer to? Oh, yeah. You've never actually been through IVF, right? No, we've never got through it through before it. you got pregnant with Loxley. Yeah, right. Did, but do here's your doctors it. think that's a thing so, for you yeah, or no? Well, I'm that's just what curious. We were gonna, that's what we Not were going to do. Not going backwards, but I'm no, just no, no, curious. No, 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 you're good. So that's what we were going to do because we said we do not want to have 
another pregnancy that's not intervened by doxer by doxers doxers by, by doctors and so we um we just started ranoclomid um but we were not like actively trying to get pregnant we were actually like being careful ish I mean, definitely having sex, but the pull-out yeah. method does not work. No, no. no like, it, <laughs> how many babies in this room are a product? Seven. <laughs> eight? I don't, eight? I don't know. But no, but like, I'm just saying like we were, you know, we were being responsible-ish. Um, <laughs> um, whatever. It's all these weddings I keep getting pregnant at. <laughs> Damn it. No one get um, married. Moratorium right. on the weddings for a of, minute. The amount of times I've been pregnant off the side of a road after a wedding. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> John loves weddings. Oh God, that's oh, amazing. Oh, we should probably delete that part. Um, <laughs> that's totally staying in. Do not edit that out. Yeah, we're live to tape, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, no, but so IVF, um, and it's something that we actually have an appointment scheduled um, just to like, I still want to know what's going on with my body. Yeah. It's nothing I'm going to pursue, but I yeah. definitely want to have a conversation um, with our specialist about it. Um, just, yeah. It's uh, worth knowing all the information. But yeah, right? so I feel like every time, so we've been with Nashville Fertility Clinic for five years now. And we've done like I've had my I've had my tubes blown out, which is super painful if you've had that done. It's basically where they shoot like dye contrast up through your tubes into your ovaries to make sure your eggs are releasing. It's very painful. Um, and it sets you into contractions and then it's over and then you're fine. But um, yeah. Um, but how annoying that people around you are like, oopsies, I'm pregnant. I mean, I honestly, well, like, like, and I'll, and I'll say this while you're I, going through all of this, I'm mm -hmm. going through all of this. And I'll say this because my sister is pregnant right now with her fifth surprise baby. Yeah. And I, and, like, and, and we, Kayla and I, I'm for very what it's happy, worth, right. we were very open and we had conversations about this yep. throughout yeah, the course yeah, yeah. of what she was going through while you were my pregnant surprise pregnancy. Yeah. Because, yeah. because I was so hyper aware of what, and Kayla planned my stinking gender oh, yeah. reveal party <laughs> in your shower. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and, With and Jen, it's not that. lost on me. It's really not lost on me. I yeah. planned both your baby showers. You did bashing. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. You can definitely compartmentalize when it's a friend who is sensitive to it. Yeah. It, it would have been really hard if you would have been like over at my house and being like, oh my gosh, this pregnancy sucks. My feet right. hurt so yeah. much. Not saying that you can't do that. No, but you, it makes sense. But you know, like, I'm not your audience to do that right. to. Right, right. Complain like, down. Yeah, I feel like, well, <laughs> no. Wait, no, thing. complain up. You it's know, complain up. Sometimes you just don't know what to say or yeah. how to Well, and you know, proceed. I feel like that is one of the biggest... Um, one of the biggest things that people like have reached out to me about, and I'm sure you guys have had that too, is like everybody has friends that go through loss mm -hmm. and they don't know what to say to them. Yeah. And I feel like the biggest thing that you can do to help these situations is just say, Hey, I'm here for you. You don't have to say anything, but I love you. And I, and I hate, yep. I just say, Hey, I, I just want you to know, I hate you're going through this. Yeah. Like that's all it takes. Don't, what I can say is don't try and relate. Cause that's when mm -hmm. it's like, when you're going through this and you're in this space, you really don't want to hear about your sister's neighbor's best friend. You know, I think it's like, even worse than that because at least that's someone trying. You know, it, I think it's totally the hardest trying. thing, and, and I haven't been avoidant. Well, yes, yeah. um, because when I've gone through really horrible loss in my yeah. life, when you feel like people avoid eye contact, yeah, that's and harder. walk the other way because they don't know what to say to yeah. you, that just feel you feel so lonely. That's the loneliest mm -hmm. feeling, and so it's like, even if you walk up to someone 
especially if you're close with them and you just go, I don't know what to say. And I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing. I think saying anything is better like, than it, nothing. It's literally this phrase. I hate you're going through this. Like that's, that's all you it have to say. And yeah. you don't even have to say I'm here for you if you want to talk yeah. because some not everyone knows how to talk. Not everyone knows how to listen. So like you yeah. don't even have to offer any of that. All you have to say is like, "Hey, I just want to let you know I really hate that you go through this." Yeah. Like that is it. Like And I think that's a good thing to know as because we like you said, we all it's, have It's like camaraderie like, "Hey, through something. just so you know, I know I recognize what you're yeah. going through and I, I see you. hate it's, it. I see you. I see you." Yeah. That's it. Well, whatever the case, Kayla, I just, I love you. You have so many people that love you. Um, I do hate that you've gone through what you've been through um, because you are the most natural mother I have ever known. Like so you, I'm just going to mother you. You mother me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to mother you. your second child in a heartbeat. I'm mother happy and mother. Be, <laughs> I said mother the F word. Mother. You did not she say did the F not. word. You know what? That's going to be one of our goals. Season three is to get it, Kayla. No, that's a terrible word. goal. No, it's a fantastic goal. Well, I love it. Happen. You guys. Um, but you know, I think one thing that would be really amazing. Um, and you tell me if this isn't something that you would want, but I think it would be so um, helpful to speak to either a mom that has used a surrogate or someone who has been a surrogate. Absolutely. Because so now we're auditioning uteruses. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could get a turkey baster out and do it the old fashioned oh way. My <laughs> oh my God. That's <laughs> so disturbing because I do not want to hold John sperm. I'm going to tell you right now. This is so bizarre. I'm, no one's going to want to give me their uterus guys, now. <laughs> I have literally produced shows on artificial insemination in these underground uh, groups that exist on Facebook with natural insemination. And like, uh, it's, crazy it's crazy like i, I wait you mean like black market yeah like people Oof. who just kind of offer okay I, this is totally okay. off topic oh gosh but you know there's like this whole thing where some people father so many babies that there's actually been conversations at the world health organization level about how one human being could potentially disrupt the genetics of the whole planet if they father Isn't enough there children. there a movie about that? Like about some crazy. guy who was like the, the, the father? A dads? Yes, yeah. It, it was he like was like a at movie. a sperm bank. Yes, it was a show that came there, there like are, fatherhood or something. There are men that yeah. claim that they have fathered far more than that. And that's what's really scary. Well, like, and there's oh, wait, also just because I, they slept around or because no, no, they, because like, they purposefully donate their seed often. to women. Yeah. And there's also, I mean, I was just reading about a fake surrogacy ring, basically, where they were taking advantage of people like oh, you. No. And so that's the stuff. And, and I have friends who have personally gone through adoption situations where they put up a lot of money yeah. that Ugh. was then a scam. And so I want to protect you from that. Oh, and yeah. I also want to protect anyone listening from that because- God, this is heavy and hard enough as it is. Um, so that's why I would love yeah. to talk yeah. to listeners. Uh, I would I mean, love that too. Love because to have someone on the show. Like you guys that. know firsthand how many times I've been reached out to by birth mothers. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like, I, I just got reached out to again a few weeks ago and then she ghosted me on Facebook. That's scary it, and hard. And it's hard because it- Do you feel like you're being judged then? I, you Or know, do you feel like you're being scammed? Maybe neither. Because yeah. I can see how- it's sad that we we live in a world where there's mm -hmm. people like this, right? But like someone hears your story on this podcast and they reach out to you. Yeah. And we, you know, we have to be very protective of I you. I honestly too. don't care if I'm being judged because I am who I am and I'm and I will unapologetically be me. So if you are going to judge me and I'm not a good fit, then I'm not your then, mom. Then I'm not. If you are right. not going yep. to eat kale 
and no, 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 no. I actually foods. hate no, kale. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. Kale, no. Can, kale can give you gas. Oh, it's so gassy. <laughs> <laughs> I had green juice the whole drive. <laughs> I was wondering what that little toot toot sound was. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, no, I, I, I honestly, I don't care if anyone judges me just because like my, my circle loves me and yeah. yep. y'all are going to judge me to my face. That's right. Like, <laughs> True. So, like, so if people like that are going to judge you behind your back, like who cares? We don't need that. Like, no. right. Like yeah. Jen and I pick up each the phone and we're just like, you did this, you did this, you did this. And, like, and then it's like at the end of the conversation, Hey, we cool. Yeah. I love yeah. you. Like, yeah. It's like so, so great. True. <laughs> the last thing you need is people that are going to do that behind your back. Yeah. yeah oh no, it's God. like, so I, I guess I, I don't know. Maybe it's also, and y'all are going to make fun of me because you always say I'm the young one but like maybe it's there's something about hitting your 30s and I know it's probably going to be different when you hit your 40s but like I really don't care if people judge you you know yet. they say and you could just be an old soul because they say you spend your 30s trying to impress people and your 40s not giving a and and that's how I've always felt too. Like I spent my thirties building my career and caring a lot about. See, that was my twenties. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. You might just be an old soul because that was literally. Well, I'm hanging out with a bunch of forty year olds. You're and hanging out with the grandmas, out with the grandmas man. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I always have, and I I don't know if that's also I'm the youngest, and I've always just yeah. been around like old. Yep, and my husband's old. <laughs> It's, that's Did she just call us old? And yeah. she called John old. There's like a twofer. <laughs> um, See? So well, we are I'm judging you. You this, judge me. We are going to spend this season finding Kayla uterus. No. Just kidding. I know. Oh, I know. And, but yeah. I'm serious. We're going to find you a uterus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and I mean, I'm talking advice, um, yep. input. I just want advice. Yeah. yeah because I, reach out, please. Um, and it, also, if you've listened to this podcast, you know a little bit that I'm a control freak. So, um, <laughs> Lord, have grace for the woman that carries my baby because I'm going to be like, how you feeling? What do you weigh today? How many times have you peed? Do you want me to send you some more protein powder with probiotics? Like, but is it organic? Is it organic? You're not drinking coffee, right? No coffee. But it comes from the best place in the world from the best person. Yeah. Well, what we kind of music you. are you listening to? Yeah. You're it's not inspiring. cussing. Is it calming? Any TVMA ratings on I those shows? I was just going to say no violence. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing your story because I do think that oh, it's not an I easy story to share. Sorry, that um, was long-winded. Okay. It wasn't. It was very well-spoken. Yeah. I agree. It's and a if lot you of heavy have, stuff. if you have <sighs> a story to share with us, or honestly, reach out e- to me. I oh, could use some, and, and we friends. would love to have you as a guest on the podcast to talk about this further as Kayla pursues this path. Yeah, um, we would really love that support and advice from someone who's been through it on either side. I'd also oh. buy a kid if they're cute and they're good, well behaved, <laughs> <laughs> already trained, already, already house trained. trained. Yeah. Uh, also, perfect. oh, okay, okay. So I we told you that we're gonna have a product every week. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. we recommend. Okay. So if you go to hi, my name is mom, and you click shop. Oh my gosh! Mm. On the hi, my name is mom list, you're gonna find an item we picked out for this week that oh Kayla and I found gosh. together. Because I haven't oh, seen this. Oh, you you might not have All seen time. it. We cracked up over this, so hopefully you'll be amused by it as well. <sighs> And make sure that you listen next week because um, we we know how we feel about motherhood, but we're only three voices. And so one of our big goals with this podcast is to share, share the voices of other women's stories, which yes. could be so drastically different from ours. So next week we've got, Jen, what is it? I don't remember. It's my two moms. Oh, yes. I'm so excited about this. We've been talking about this for so long. I'm so excited about it. For like two years. So that's next week. This was a really, a really good episode. Thank you for sharing your story. You can like slide into my DMs if you have questions.
That sounded weird. That, I did, that didn't mean to be weird. <laughs> Y'all, I'm done. Bye. Oh, I think that's it. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> I'm so awkward. Today's episode is brought to you from The Russell, a historic East Nashville boutique hotel whose mission is to give back to the Nashville community. As of 2021, Mission Hotels have donated over 100,000 meals, showers, beds, and supplies to those experiencing homelessness in Nashville. Visit missionhotels.com to book your experience today. Your name is Mom.